It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. Thank you so much for being with us, as always. With me here in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Yeah, more and more research continues to show that the average person is woefully underprepared for retirement. So how do we solve this retirement crisis and what should you do to avoid becoming part of the statistic? That and more coming up this hour. All right. We get uh, several questions about retirement, preparation, Social Security, those sorts of things. I, I think we got a couple this week about Social Security and how to draw it. So if you have any questions for us, we'd love to help. We want to talk about what you're thinking about. And if you need, if you have any personal needs that you say, hey, I don't want that on the air, but I need some help, you can reach out to us as well. Uh, online, wisemoneyradio.com is how you find us. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And then social media, you guys know that. We've got the YouTube channel that's roaring. We've got Facebook and Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Just search Wise Money Show and you can connect with us that way. You can get more content that way. So subscribe to it. You can even leave questions there as well. And so connect with with us on those mediums also. All right, so we're kicking off today's show with the financial crisis that's happening in our country right now. And no, I'm not talking about the financial crisis of 2008, although that still seems like it was yesterday. I'm talking about the retirement crisis. A couple stats here. 42% of adults aren't saving for retirement at all. One out of three have less than 5,000 saved total for retirement and reportedly 74% of Americans themselves say they are not ready Hmm. at all. So the headlines are sensationalized. They use lots of words to draw you in and think, oh my goodness, we've got a problem here. But the research is actually staggering. It's staggering when when you hear those numbers. So we have a crisis in America right now of people reaching old age without financial readiness why is the question. Before we address how, this is not um, a show where we're just going to kind of wallow in our sorrows here. No, we're going to, we're going to solve this problem, but why are we here in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I think it's important to recognize that generation after generation, we we always kind of live some sort of a response to the generation before us. We're either emulating what we observed, maybe in our own homes, our own family of origin, I guess you could say, or maybe we're living a, a opposite response. I don't want to do it the way my parents did it, that kind of thing. But if you think about getting ready for retirement, there was an entire generation that didn't have to do a lot of preparation. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they could reasonably count on Social Security and a pension to help cover the golden years for them. And partially because they lived so frugally also. So if if that's what you observed in your parents and you didn't uh, come away from your own childhood or your own early adulthood thinking, man, I need to get started saving for retirement, then there may not be a sense of urgency because you didn't observe it in the generation before you. So 
possibly there's some demographic things going on. There's some some uh, generational differences, that sort of thing. It's maybe an uh, example of a of a po- possible cause. Yeah. Before I light a light, can can you give me just a few moments to curse the darkness here? <laughs> because I I look at this and I th- it's it's very fresh right now. I've um, my son Caleb has a friend that got a full scholarship and plus is getting paid to go to school. Wow. And he said, hey, I've got this money that I saved to go to to school and I'm not going to need to use it for school. So I can I talk to you about investing? And so we started talking about some things in between um, using the lawnmower to pull the motorcycle and get it bump started and doing some crazy stuff around the farm. It wasn't a real formal meeting. But what I realized is that these kids have gotten an incredible education and know nothing about finances. Mm. And the and the world that, that, that the three of us operate in every day and the way to to leverage opportunities for the the best and the way to create habits and encourage those habits and build those habits these kids have not been taught at all and i think about this and i think well they i know this their parents paid a bunch of money for them to go to school from 7th through 12th grade and even though they're getting school for free for the next four, the next four are not going to be filled with practical application of this is what you need to know and this is how you need to do it. So we let these kids get through 13 years of school and then another four. So now I've got 17 years of school in and I really don't know how to operate financially. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. So if they didn't get catch it at home mm-hmm. and they're not getting it formally in school, there's a good chance you're probably going to be working in a in a firm or a, for an employer that may or may not have any kind of financial education for you. Uh, employers that do proactively try to provide coaching to their employees, they're, they're um, kind of few and far between, really. Right. They're and, pretty progressive. And you say, well, did they catch it at home? Well, just look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. It, 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 statistically, you can't catch it at home. We're going to be talking about that being a great financial role model next week on Wise Money. I'd also plug one other thing as well. I actually talked about this gap, this gap of financial education for our youth today on a Wise Money Minute recently. And I remember learning how to write a check in home ec class. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, Mike, brain, pay attention. Uh, you're going to need to know this. And <laughs> and But now they don't even have home ec. And so... We've, we ha- yeah, we have an education gap. We have a preparedness gap f- with our youth today, and that could certainly be contributing to this cause moving forward. Both of you hit on, yeah, I, I don't think people are starting early enough. And, and you hear it so often. You don't just hear it from financial nerds like us, but you see it just about everywhere you turn. And, you know, start early, start early. But I just don't think people are, and then you show up, 40 years later and you're not ready. You might even show up 10 years later and say, I'm too far behind. Or 20 years later and say, I can't start now. I'm too far behind. So Mm -hmm. starting early. 
I think is a contributing factor here. You're exactly here. right. And I, I think you're kind of alluding to being financially ready, but there's also an emotional or psychological readiness that I've started observing. M- many people get into retirement, and it's almost a culture shock for them because they haven't envisioned what their life is going to be. They, they haven't budgeted their time like they would budget their dollars. And uh, for some, they're, they're actually leaving a role that their identity was tied to, and when they're no longer a doctor or they're no longer a nurse or a, an attorney, um, y- you know, suddenly it's like, well, now what? Hmm. And that can be a serious adjustment that I- I've started encouraging people to give more and more thought ahead of time. What is life going to look like? Not just do you have the right dollars and cents. Yeah, I think part of it, there, there are a couple of thoughts that I have. Part of it is the ownership idea. Look, I own and am responsible for what my financial future is going to be like and if i if if that's not ingrained into my brain then i don't really have then I, I it's it's quite possible i don't have a vision for what the future should look like if you're listening to this right now and you're saying hey i wish i would have heard this 20 years ago I, I want to encourage you because one, some of the most amazing stories that we have that we could share as fi- as certified financial planners, as practitioners, some of the most amazing stories we have are people that came in and started working with us and said, "Hey, I'm 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 too far behind. This is kind of an impossible task, and I'm I'm pretty discouraged." And lots of times people come in and they're very, very self-conscious when they come to meet with us Mm -hmm. um, because they they don't know. They don't know... um, who, what are the types of clients we work with and what, what do the clients we work with have versus what they haven't. And so it, all of this is, it's, it's very real to the folks that are coming in. I, I try and disarm them uh, right away and say, hey, don't worry about that. Let's, let's put energy towards fixing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going a little <laughs> long here, Mike. <laughs> well, speaking of putting energy uh, to, to fixing it, yeah, we, we don't want to focus on, hey, the problem that we're in we do want to figure out, well, why are we here so that we can prevent it moving forward? But really, we, we want to talk about how to solve it and how can you not be part of this statistic and start changing this statistic from right now moving forward. So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. These statistics just continue to show that the average American getting ready to retire is just not ready. And they're not doing what they should be doing to to get ready. And uh, we're about to turn the table and start talking about the positive. How do you fix that? How do you solve that? And how do you make sure you're not part of that statistic? So thanks for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn. Thank you to the attorneys at South Bank Legal and First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's program. Once again, if you have any questions, retirement gets a lot of questions, you can send them to us in a few different ways. Reach out to us, call or text 574 222 2000. That's 574 
888-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyradio.com. There's a spot to put your questions right there on the right. Turns into an email, goes right to me. Had a great question this week about Social Security that we're hoping to hit later in the program, um, if not next program. And finally, all over social media, the YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, just search Wise Money Show. I'd encourage you to subscribe to it, to like it, to share it, all sorts of content going there as well. All right. So we're talking about this crisis of, of retired, retirement preparedness that's happening right now. And interestingly enough, if you spent the first segment with us, we were talking about why could this be happening? Why, why are we here? And the generation before had pensions and didn't have um, as much longevity. And so retirement readiness wasn't really on their radar. And now, and they were also frugal. And now people are living longer. They're less frugal. Um, there's fewer pensions. I saw something else, and this is going to segue into um, how we want to start addressing and solving the problem. I saw another statistic in the Wall Street Journal. I think we might talk about it on an upcoming show, but just to tease it out there, it tracked generations where they are with retirement savings at this point. So the millennial generation, where are they with their retirement savings today versus when the Gen Xers were at the same spot and when baby boomers were at the same spot. And this is the alarming thing. And it was surprising for me to hear about millennials because they're, they want to set the world on fire. So I thought they'd at least be keeping up or maybe ahead. No, they're behind pace. The research folks is showing that this problem is getting worse worse with each generation you're with saying? each generation wow. so that is staggering to me but all right so how do we how do we solve this well the interesting thing mike one of the things that you said when i started in the business in 1994 uh financial folks for the most part were just gatekeepers to financial products at the time and there it, it wasn't easy to get invested. It wasn't easy to get banked. Now, if I want to get banked, all I have to do, I can go online, open a bank account. Four clicks. Yep. If I want to invest, I can go online and invest. A little bit different in the complexity between um, just putting money on deposit in a bank and investing, but there's never been a better time in the history of the world to invest and to accumulate wealth. So it's it's very interesting because you think, well, if it's easier now to accumulate wealth, th- the statistic that you just gave shouldn't hold, right? This, this is why you need planning, right? It's not, it's, it's not, the, there's more information out there. It's easier to do these things than it's ever been. But the research is still showing that that's not enough. That's not doing it. In fact, the problem's getting worse. You need you need planning. You need a coach. You need comprehensive financial planning. All right, I digress. Well, so, and I'll go back to the. And I know you guys get tired of hearing this, but what what did I need? I needed an external stimulus, right? I needed something beyond myself to get me going. Now I'm referring to my physical self. I needed to pay a trainer to make sure that I would show up at the gym. And you think, well, couldn't you could actually you could save money? I did. I saved money for 25 years, and the results were horrible. 
And then when I started paying a trainer, and it still drives me a little crazy that I have to pay a trainer, I just know myself. I know this, if I'm not paying the trainer to kick my butt when I get there, because I look at some of the exercises I do when I show up, and I think, I would never do this if Marla wasn't telling me to do it. So I show up and I'm like, okay, well, listen, you're the trainer. I'll do what you're telling me to do. And for most people, they have in their mind, hey, we're going to start a saving program. We're going to start an investing program. We just listened to Dave Ramsey. We've got all this energy. We're going to do this. But most people, where they fall down is in the implementation piece. And why do they fall down in the implementation piece? Because they, because internally they don't have what what they need. They need an external stimulus. And a lot of times you're going to have to pay something for that external stimulus. There, there's a mentality out there, though, that I don't need a financial advisor. I don't need a financial coach until I have a bunch of money. Right. Yeah. But you wouldn't wait until you're a world class athlete to get a coach. <laughs> right. If you want to be a world class athlete, you get started immediately so that someone's helping you with the foundation, the fundamentals so that you can be building correctly from the very beginning. And so I, I love the fact that you were pointing out that the millennial generation, they have more of the right tools at their disposal, but they're behind pace compared to other generations. And you know, we're not faulting them for that. I, I think they might stand up and say, well, yeah, we've got more student loans than prior generations, or we've got these other difficulties. And that's all fine. But to me, stressing the fact that the sooner you can get going on preparing for your long-term goals, the easier the road to get there will be. So don't wait forever and don't walk that road alone either. Finding your financial coach early on really should be your first step. And I, I think it makes the difference between someone achieving the goal or not. Absolutely. I, I, the, one of my favorite things to do is to help younger folks. And I just don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. Um, but recently I had an opportunity to help a young guy and he's been in the workforce for almost a year. And he was talking to me about his financial plans and he's got about $15,000 of student loan debt. And he was telling me about his 10 year plan to get that stuff paid off. And I said, no, no, that, that student loan debt is gonna be gone in 12 months. And he looked at me like I have you know, a, third, a third eye in the middle of my forehead. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, look, you can't stretch this out over 10 years. You, you have to get this paid immediately. So, so sit down. You're, you know what your take-home pay is per month. Out of that needs to come about 1200 bucks. And it's gone, and this stuff is gone in a year. But a lot of times people don't think like that. And, and I know for myself, I'm always very, uh, just very generous with myself, right? So I'm like, well, 10 year, I can come up with a 20 year plan to pay this thing off. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 get this done. Get this rock moved, get this out of the way. Cause that's going to free you up and propel you to make amazing financial decisions. Cause the next thing you're gonna get paid off is your uh, your car loan, car loan, yeah. and then and then and then you keep going, and and actually, I just talked to a, a, a young uh, fella who'd saved up just a a few dollars, and he said, "Okay, now I want to invest in real estate in Nicaragua." 
And I said, well, that's an interesting idea. And we talked about it. And I'm like, listen, if you want to scratch that itch, just watch House Hunters International, right? (laughs) Don't spend the money. Just watch the TV show and take a vacation every now and then to Nicaragua. So, but I mean, this is where people need financial wisdom because there's all kinds of inflammation on the internet you can get and and you're like okay well i'm learning this learn this learn this no it's not information that you're lacking you're lacking wisdom and so find find the the older wiser person who's uh uh, ahead of the of the journey um well, not just the wisdom, but also the challenge to go do more than you would have on your own, yeah, right? That's the because trainer. if without the trainer, you're thinking, I'm going to go run a half a mile every day, and the trainer's saying, no, no, I want you running three miles every day, you, you wouldn't have done it on your own. No, right? without the trainer, you, I know what you do without the trainer, because <laughs> I see these guys. They sit on the bench with their phones and look down at their phones and then leave an hour and a half later. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't do anything. But I went to the gym today. Oh, my God. I'm getting healthy. Okay, there, Kevin's got a pretty stunning example here. You know, I feel like we're talking about this retirement crisis and talking about the younger generations. We 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 do want to talk specifically about the younger generations, but then we want to talk about wherever you're at right now, right? If you're in the middle of your career, if you're in the late, late stages of your career, if you want to retire later this year, what do you need to be focused on to not be part of this statistic? We've got that coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Are you concerned about the direction of the economy and the stock market? If so, how should you be invested? We got that great question from Jerry. Coming up here in just a moment, this is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thank you for being with us. My name is Mike. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. I want to say thank you to Bethel University, Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett and her inspired homes team of realtors serving Indiana and Michigan. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. If you have any questions you'd like us to address on an upcoming program, you can reach out to us a few different ways. My favorite is social media. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, just search Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it. Then you can share it. Then you can submit questions. All sorts of things you can do there. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. And then lastly, online, wisemoneyradio.com has a list of all the previous episodes as well as a section where you can leave your question right there on the right. All right, we've been talking about the retirement readiness gap, really that crisis that's happening and uh, how so many folks are reaching old age or the end of their career not prepared to retire. We're going to now take it and address or, or share with you the solutions. Wherever you're at, whether you're a millennial, whether you're a Gen Xer, or whether you're a baby boomer, wherever you're at, all right, here's what you need to do to avoid this statistic, all right? So, Kevin, why don't you start sharing with a story, if you will. So, let I'm, I'm going to start with Generation Z. Mm-hmm. So that is that's my son Joshua, and he was recently home. He's stationed at Camp Casey in South Korea, about thirty miles south of the the DMZ. And um, he, it's been a very interesting journey with him 
because it's after he graduated um, from high school and now he's in this process of adulting, we're dealing with financial things. And it's almost as if I, I'm personally starting over. And so we're, we're working through these things. And I've watched, and there's something that I, I actually didn't know about Joshua, is that he's a pretty extreme saver. And so he's gone, and when you go in the Army, the, the, the great thing about going in the Army, and I experienced this myself, was that your food is taken care of, your clothing is taken care of, your housing is taken care of, everything is taken care of, and they give you some money every month. <laughs> now, that's crazy. So back in the day when I was in the Army, I got about 874 bucks a month, which was a lot of money back in the day for just entertainment basically that's the the opportunity anyway right yeah for whatever i needed yeah and so and so it's funny you heard me say whatever i needed no it was really whatever i wanted yes (laughs) but um quickly those get converted to needs so so joshua his so you know fast forward 30 years later you get about two grand a month Wow, and so he's so he's stationed. You get a little bit more money because you're in Korea, and you get a little bit more money because you're close to DMZ and stuff like this. So he's got this. He's got this really nice income, and he and he's a he's a finance guy. And there are twelve guys in his unit, um, his his finance his finance detachment, and he sees what I saw, and I tried to explain it to him, but it didn't make sense to him. And when I explained it, but it makes a lot of sense now that he's living it. He's he's putting 60% of his monthly pay, that's the most they'll let him put in, to the TSP, which is a government savings plan. And he's doing the, the Roth part, so he's going to have um, some pretty neat options down the road. And it just made sense to him. And right away when he started... Um, you didn't say 6%. No, 6 zero. Yeah. Okay. Because because he's he's worked out his budget, and he, it's funny because he kind of budgets like I've budgeted, but you just say, hey, what's the least amount that I need? Um, and he's worked out. He needs about four hundred bucks a month. He's a he likes to go to the gym, so he's buying supplements and pre workout and all this this <laughs> uh, this fun stuff. But he really doesn't spend a lot of money. He'll go out with the guys, but he doesn't spend a lot of money. And he said, Dad, I don't understand it because there are guys that by the middle of the month are trying to borrow money from me and by the end of the month they're totally broke. And yeah. the the one of the problems in um, Korea when you when you go to Korea to get stationed a lot of times your pay gets messed up. And when your pay gets messed up, Uncle Sam is going to ask for that money back if, yeah. you, if you've gotten too much money. So you, if you got too much money for a couple pay cycles and spent all of it, when you are asked for that money back, now you have to come up with a payment plan. Mm. So it's it's a it's a very interesting contrast that he's seeing between what he's how he's approaching saving with his money and how he's setting the table for his future self and his peers who are 
only focused on what's going to happen this afternoon and how much money do I have to spend, and I'm going to go spend it. So, yeah, take that story. Think about Joshua's preparation. He's saving so aggressively for retirement right now mm-hmm. into a tax-free environment. There may come a time in his future where he's raising kids or starting a family, buying a house, something, and he needs to ease off a little bit. Right. Yeah. And he will have the option to do that without jeopardizing his retirement. He's creating freedom for himself by getting started early and being aggressive now. I actually had a conversation with a client who's in retirement. And anytime a client ever expresses a regret in their financial life, I take you know, really detailed notes. I, I want to hear this. I want to learn from them. This is wisdom from their experience. And this this one client said, you know what, I wish that someone had sat me down when I was younger and I was debating on whether or not to save that 50 bucks a week out of my paycheck. Back when 50 bucks was a lot of money, but I could have lived without it. And I just decided, you know, now's when I want to have fun. I'm young. I've got other needs. I wish that someone had had really um, tried to convince me that, no, you can live without this and you'll get used to it and you will be better off in the long run because of it. Mm-hmm. So getting started early and automating that savings like Joshua is, mm-hmm. it's automatically coming out of his paycheck, is one of the best ways to get ready for retirement. That's when you're young. When you are in the later stages of retirement, when, when retirement was in, is in with, it's within reach, easy for me to say, um, now's the time to really begin getting even more focused on your spending, on planning a budget, making sure that you're not entering into retirement with certain financial habits that are going to be unsustainable. Hmm. So maybe re-examining where the money is going on a monthly basis so that you have more control when you do step away from a paycheck. So if you're young, and, and this is what I told Joshua, so Joshua will get up on the weekends and go to the dining facility, and he eats his meals at the dining facility because they're prepared for him, and it's free. And the, his buddies will order food in, have it delivered, or um, there's a, a, what's called a gut truck will come, this truck with all this food on it, and they'll run out to the gut truck and spend, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. It's, not, it's no different than uh, running to the gas station and, and getting food there. And so I, I told Joshua, I said, Why, what, did it, what do you think it is that the, the feeling that someone gets of spending money to buy something that's already been paid for and they could get it for free somewhere else. So I, mm-hmm. I said, Josh, there's something, it, it's, it's, I'm going to say it's almost involuntary. There's something that's happening. So we, as, one of, as the only creature that can think about what we're thinking about, I would examine, if you're a Gen Z, Z or a millennial, what is it when I spend money how does it make me feel? And why do you think it makes me, f- why do I think it makes me feel that way? And how, how what, what kind of um, constructs could I create in my life that say, hey, I need to overcome those feelings because if, I, if I'm always just doing this to create a certain feeling, like if I, you know, I think about you, Mike, and I'm like, okay, uh, if I'm going to Starbucks, right? 
What kind of feeling is that that I'm getting paying $17 for a bit of coffee? You're picking a fight. If you're uh, watching on YouTube, this is a Starbucks using a gift card. Kevin knows my strategy. He supplies me with gift cards every now and then. All right. So uh, should you be investing in this type of climate? Stock market's jittery, economy, there's some concerns about it on the horizon. Should that alter your investment perspective? We've got that question and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard alongside Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn in the KFG studios. All right. If you've missed anything, my favorite way to catch up on this episode and every others is on the YouTube channel. Just search Wise Money Show on YouTube and do me a favor, hit that bell right below the video, subscribe to it. That way you can leave questions, you can get updates anytime we drop uh, either a new show or some added content. You can share it easily that way as well. Uh, if you're driving or maybe you've got a summer vacation planned, you can catch up on every episode of the Wise Money Show on wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. You got to type all that in there to find. I think on iTunes now, I just typed in Wise Money and we were near the top. But in order to get near the top, you got to rank the show. You got to rate the show. And so like it, share it, and all that sort of stuff. And that helps us get to the top of those search engines and allows other people who are looking for wise financial principles to be able to find us very quickly, very easily. Lastly, you can catch up on every episode right there on the, on the, um, on the website, sorry, wisemoneyradio.com. We've got a media player right there. You can listen to every episode. You can even submit questions right there on the right. Okay, we're about to transition into listener questions, questions from fans of the show. The first one I've teased out, it's a great one. But let, let's just put a cap on this retirement readiness discussion. If you're Gen Z, millennial, it, it, start early. Start early is the message. Uh, whatever's in your way, start early. If the food truck, the, the, what'd you say? The gut, the gut truck. Gut truck's in your way, start early. If student loans are in your way, start early. It, you know, it doesn't doesn't really matter because when you get to become that 60-year-old like Josh was talking about, you'll look back at those times and say, oh, I wish I would have just done a little bit more. You can do more, so start early. If you're a... Uh, a Gen X or a baby boomer. Kevin just said that nearly half of baby boomers are already retired. Tune, if, if you don't have a plan, get a plan. If you already have a plan, tune into it, update it, make sure you're on track so that you're doing what's necessary so you don't have any regrets. That's exactly right because many people as they approach retirement are still going to have hurdles that they have to overcome. It might be finishing off that mortgage or paying off some student loans or uh, building up the rest of the nest egg that isn't fully mature yet. That f the financial difference between 64 and 66 is huge. Between 65 and 67 is huge. Now emotionally that might feel like huge as well, but financially it's huge. You want to know 
what that does to your plan. Yep. And as when Mike says plan, don't think I've got investments. Think I've got a roadmap and I've got certain mile markers. I know for sure today, am I ahead? Am I behind? Am I right on track? And the only the last message that I would give to the millennials and Gen Z, you need to have your financial life squared away. You need to have your balance sheet right. You need to be prepared because the retirement crisis, the retirement planning crisis, you are going to have to bear up under the financial brunt of that crisis. Mm -hmm. It's just how they've set the system up to work. It doesn't sound fair. Hopefully your parents have been telling you from the day you were born, life's not fair, but mm-hmm. but that's coming. And for those who are financially prepared, it will be easier to deal. When we were going through the last great recession, uh, Kevin was, was um, very clear about continuing to tell client, continuing to tell team members, continuing to tell friends, make sure your financial house is in order. Make sure your financial house is in order. And if you are an avid listener of the Wise Money Show, you might have sensed that theme from us over the past year or so. We've been encouraging you to do that. So with that backdrop, here's a great question that was emailed in from Jerry from Granger. He's 59. He says, I'm concerned about the direction of the economy and the stock market. Do you recommend people should be fully invested right now or is it better to be more safe? Jerry, we'll answer that question in just a second. But if you're feeling that way, hey, I don't know, the economy, you know, everyone keeps talking about 2020, you know, and there's an election and there's all these reasons to be worried. Um, yeah, your first mind, your, or your maybe the first thought is, how should I invest? But I would expand and say, all right, are you positioned appropriately financially? Do you have the right margin in your cash flow? Is your emergency fund fully funded? Did you borrow from tomorrow's earnings? You know, make sure your financial house is in order. And I'd, I'd tell you that before I would talk about what's gonna, what could happen in the stock market. So especially in the backdrop of everything we've talked about today, make sure your financial house is in order for whatever lies ahead. Exactly, because who really can predict what the stock market's going to do tomorrow or next month or next quarter or next year? It it's a it's really a fool's errand to try to guess exactly what's coming next. Instead, you do need to have a financial plan, a, a position where it doesn't matter what's coming next because you're relying on principles to guide you, not a prediction of what the market's going to do. Yeah. Right. And so I, I love that you were, um, as you were kind of ranting there, uh, talking about emergency funds and making sure you've got the right amount of liquid savings on hand. Truly, this is a time to re-examine whether or not you have your your dollars matching the time horizon um, for the need. So if, if you know you're going to need a certain amount of cash for spending in the next year or two years, that should not be riding up and down with the stock market right now. It should be somewhere safe because you know you're going to need it. And that's true whether you're in retirement or you're getting ready to send kids off to college or you're about to put a down payment on a house. 
the money that you know you're going to be using soon, have it be safe. But much of your retirement nest egg or much of your college savings may not be needed for a number of years. And if that's the case, you can afford to take a little bit more risk and you want to be prudent. You don't want to be taking more risk than you're comfortable with or that you can afford to see temporarily squashed or uh, squeezed down by the market. Mm-hmm. And because the market does this, this is a normal thing for us to go through ups and downs. It's just been so long since we've had a downward stretch that we kind of forget what it feels like or forget that it really does happen. And we, we sort of start, I've been telling lots of clients this. In fact, I'm trying to tell myself this, if I'm being honest. The name of the game is not to avoid these downturns. Right. That's not how you successfully invest. That's not that's not the name of the game because you can't do it. It's you not can't repeatable. Do it. So hey, Drew, that's a great question. When I if I'm 59, what am I thinking about? And that is a long ways away from me. But I can still think about it because <laughs> I serve a lot of folks that are 59 or older. But um, what what Mike? Because you said what do you recommend people should be fully invested right now, or is there a better way to get safe? What what we recommend is that people have behavior that matches their plan. So you need to look at what are my core values. Out of that comes a plan. Out of that becomes a recommended behavior. And so, but at 59, Jerry, you're going to need money 40 years from now. Mm -hmm. So the money that you're going to need 40 years from now needs to be in an investment that will be uh, meaningful 40 years from now. Long beyond when you'd even remember today's concerns. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the people that retired in the 70s thought, all I need is GE stock. Right. Well, guess what? If that was my only investment, I am in a world of hurt right now. So you you want to have that. But I would not only think about the future and what my investment should look like, but I would think about my balance sheet. So, Jerry, at 59, if you don't have your mortgage paid off, get animalistic about paying off that mortgage. Figure out how to do it. Figure out how to make sure you you have no car payments, and the only car payments you make are to yourself. Think about how to clean up your personal balance sheet so that you are not dependent upon the bank for money, upon the car dealership for money, upon fill in the blank, that you are, become more and more and more financially independent with every paycheck. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I should start shouting amen, amen, amen. It's good stuff. The only thing that I would add is if you're feeling like maybe you should be getting more conservative with your investments, I would encourage you to get more conservative with your spending as well or instead. Because maybe getting more aggressive on paying down debt or getting yourself positioned to save and invest more aggressively when the next downturn truly arrives, um, you, you're putting yourself in a position where uh, you're you're taking control of the things that you actually can influence. And you can't influence the market, but you can influence your spending. That's it. We, we're out of fans. We have no fans left <laughs> because it's more fun to say, yes, you should sell everything because the drop's coming. People want to hear that. People don't want to hear the truth. The wisdom that Josh just shared. So, but there it is. That is the wisdom, folks. I hope that was helpful, Jerry. Thanks for your question. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.